Every business wants to engineer new possibilities, creating revenue, optimizing costs, and scaling technologies like cloud and AI. Start at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud and find the services you need to get the value you seek. Deloitte. It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in to one-on-one with DP, although DP is not here. DP is down in Texas at the official weigh-ins for UFC, oh, hold on, the number number escapes me, UFC 277 down in Texas. Derek Pearson at the official weigh-ins. He's he's sending me some videos. He's posting some videos on his Twitter. Uh, Derek Lewis makes the weight. He's ready to go. Let's see who else does he have. Drew Dober, Nebraska's own. Drew Dober weighs in at 155 and a half. He's ready for tomorrow night. And Amanda Amanda Nunez makes weight as well at UFC 277. If you're interested in watching that, you can catch that. Maybe you catch a glimpse of DP in the crowd. I don't know. I don't know how the camera if he'll get caught on camera, but he'll be there. He'll be giving us some some insight into that. Maybe he calls in. Uh, I don't know when the weigh-ins are done, but maybe he'll call in and give us his official. Well, he won't give predictions. He doesn't give predictions, but he'll give us his thoughts on 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 weigh-ins and and who he's excited to see and what he might be excited to see down at UFC 277 out in Texas. But this is one-on-one with DP, sponsored by Mary Ellen's. Thank you, Charles, and and all the wonderful people at Mary Ellen's for sponsoring this this portion of radio and for. Just supplying amazing food for the people of Lincoln. If you haven't yet, get on down to South Lincoln and, and head over to Mary Ellen's and get yourself some delicious food, some fried catfish and fried chicken. They've got they've they've got wings, they've got collard greens, they've got delicious, delicious food everywhere. Uh, the ribs are fantastic. I just I'm making myself so hungry right now. I might have to I might have to stop by today. I might do it. I might do it. I might drive out there and get me some lunch from Mary Ellen's today because I just I just made myself extremely hungry. Join in on the conversations today. Nick will be joining me shortly. He's running a little bit late. I know. Surprise after what happened yesterday. Don't worry. He didn't fall asleep. He's just busy doing other things. But he'll be joining me here shortly. So join in. 402-464-5685. Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Sarder Heyman text line. And the Sarder Heyman Jewelers Live video stream. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. We're here all day for you, giving you sports information, regular information, things about our daily lives. I know you probably don't want to hear about that. You come here for the sports, but guess what? I got the microphone. I'm going to tell you how my day was. I mean, it's only 10.07, so my day's been pretty good. But that's irrelevant because right now what I want to get into is I don't – would you consider it the Biggest news. I would consider it the biggest news of the day. Yesterday uh, came late last night. Nebraska volleyball down to three middle blockers as seventh-year player Kayla Caffey enters the transfer portal. The transfer from Missouri uh, played for the Huskers for two years. 
um, was granted a seventh year by the NCAA. Um, she she had a red shirt. She had I believe she had an injury in there. I believe when she was at Missouri, then she had the COVID year. Uh, just everything kind of fell together. The NCAA granted her a seventh year. However, the green light was not turned on by the university uh, to allow her back or to bring her back. Um, just a lot of question marks going on with, with that. But Kayla Caffey enters the transfer portal 10 days before uh, camp opens for, for many volleyball programs across the country. Um, she has multiple options. She has options to, to play professionally. She has options to, uh, I believe she already has her master's to, to just go into the education field. She was substitute teaching uh, in Lincoln last season, last year during the season uh, and, and after. But she has she has multiple options. She could transfer to another university. She has that seventh year. She can play. Uh, she would be a, a fantastic addition to whoever she goes to. Um, but that leaves Nebraska with three middle blockers. They have the transfer from Penn State, the grad transfer from Penn State, Caitlin Horde, uh, and then two freshmen, one who enrolled early in Becca Alec, um, and then Maggie Mendelson, who was playing two sports here at the University of Nebraska, will be on the volleyball team and also playing on the women's basketball team. So it's it's you're you're down from you know possibly two seniors and two freshmen. You know having your two seniors kind of lead the way and and teach the freshmen the ropes. To well, one senior who who has been here for a while, and one senior who is transferring in from you know another powerhouse volleyball program, um, to a senior transfer in her first year at the University of Nebraska, and two freshmen, one going into her first year, and one another going into her first full year at the University of Nebraska. As Becca Alec joined the team, uh, she was an early enrollee, joined the team in January, so she got about part part of this season she got about a postseason in a uh, couple couple you know the end of the regular season then the postseason for um nebraska volleyball um it's gonna be very interesting i'm not i wouldn't be worried if i was if i was anybody because if anybody has shown the ability to you know keep a program afloat with whatever talent is available it is john cook so, going into this season with, again, a graduate transfer senior and two freshmen in your middle is not concerning. It's a little strange. That That's all I would say. I'm not wor- – I mean, last year, many people were worried at the beginning of the season. This This probably didn't look very much like a John Cook team because, you know, you had all of these freshmen playing and they were kind of struggling early on. And and by struggling, I mean they weren't sweeping everybody. They were still winning their fair share of games uh, until they hit that rough stretch where they played three top ten teams in a row. And, again, they were playing multiple freshmen and they were without their other leader on the floor, uh, Lauren Stiverens, as she was getting back from an injury. But – as the season went on, as the freshmen got more acclimated, you saw that John Cook and this this coaching staff put together a fantastic roster as Nick Sainert joins me in the studio right now. Hello, Nicholas. How are you? What's up, Rico? How's it going? I'm doing all right. Just talking about uh, Kayla Caffey transferring away from the Nebraska volleyball team. Yeah, a little, little uh, 
I don't know if I would say shocking. Um, it, it was kind of interesting how it was so quiet as of late, right? I mean, we're 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 approaching. We always talk about coming up on the football season quickly, but I mean, the volleyball season's coming up just as fast as well. And, and, and Nebraska is, I mean, as usual, right? They're the Alabama of volleyball, and it's it's always Alabama a, is the Nebraska of football. Thank you. There, there you go. go. No, we gotta get that right. So anyway, <laughs> um, I mean they're always just reloading rather than rebuilding. And, and you hit it on the head where um, Nebraska they struggled last year, but now it's like they return everybody, and it was huge last year because they got a player or players like Lawrence Stivers and Lexi Sun back thanks to the COVID year. But what was so big about it last season, at least, was that. Lexi Sun and Lawrence Stevens were okay with taking a step back. Mm-hmm. And that's what some, when you look at this Husker volleyball program, makes it so valuable and, and so uh, fascinating, I think, is because the older players understand that at some point they have to keep moving the program along. They have to keep like acclimating newer people, newer players to this program and the standards that are that are held within it. And is that a situation with Kayla Caffey? I don't know. I mean, you have you have Maggie Mendelson coming in as well, um, and and uh, Caitlin Horde, the the Penn State transfer, and Becca Alec, Becca Alec as well. Those are your three middles, right? And now. it's yeah. So it's like you know where where does Kayla Caffey fit into that? Do you really want to hold back Maggie Mendelson, Becca Alec, or or I mean, Caitlin Horde was was an All American at Penn State, so you don't really want to hold her back, but. You have these highly touted recruits coming in, and do you really want to? I, I want to say halt their pro- progression, but maybe slow down their progression. Well, I don't know if you were going to slow it down because it's it's kind of a, a known thing. Like if you come in to play for Nebraska for John Cook and volleyball, like mm-hmm. it's kind of like the Alabama thing where you're going to have to sit. Like if there, there's well, going yeah. to be somebody in front of you, exactly. and unless you unless you excel at your position and you're you're you know all that you're cracked up to be, you're going to have to sit. Well, you're going to have to take your lumps and. The, my only issue with this is that Kayla Caffey is your most experienced middle playing well, for Nebraska. Again, Caitlin Horde played for Penn State. They were both – they they probably have the same amount, if if not Kayla has a little bit more experience mm-hmm. than Caitlin Horde in the middle. But th- having those two to mentor a Becca Alec and a Maggie yeah. Mendelson would have been fantastic. And I'm not saying that Caitlin can't do it on her own and, and, and John Cook and this coaching staff can't do that on their own. But having another senior in the middle to help them, you know, mm-hmm. learn as they go and, you know, teach them the ropes. I mean, as you said, Lexi Sun took a step back, but she was still engaged on the yeah, sideline. You would see exactly. some of their outside hitters after they would get get uh, swapped out in a rotation, go to the sideline. And, and Lexi Sun, one of the first people to greet them and is talking mm-hmm. to them. And, and, you know, I don't know what they're saying, but it looks like she's trying to coach them up on the sides there, you know, letting them know, you know, this is this is what you got to do. This is what you got to look for. Um so having, you know, another All-American and Kayla Caffey there, even if she doesn't play much, but, I mean, she was an All-American, you yeah, know, I, having her on, on that sideline or, or, or in the middle helping everybody, you know, get through everything that they need to get through would have been, you know, invaluable. And I'm not saying that Caitlin can't do that and the coaching staff can't mm-hmm. do that, but having another body there would have been very helpful. And somebody asked on the text line if there was a scholarship crunch. From everything that I've been reading, no. There wasn't a scholarship crunch. It's just... I don't know exactly well, what was going on, why the university didn't greenlight her her yeah. ability to come back. Well, and, and maybe, I, I mean, obviously you say, yeah, the university might not have given her the green light. Um, John Cook did say on his daughter's podcast yeah. a couple months ago that 
after the NCAA greenlit Kayla Caffey, it was like a couple weeks. Um, he does the podcast with her weekly. Uh, a couple weeks after that, John Cook did say on the podcast that the ball was in Kayla's court. Yeah, so like, that's what that means. But... So, I mean, okay, so I'll tell you this. Um, we were at Tanner's a couple months ago, gee whiz, a couple months ago. And it was it was a couple couple weeks after Kayla got her, her seventh year granted. And we actually had a conversation uh, of her future, kind of. And, and she is extremely excited for teaching like and, and yes she entered the transfer portal so it looks like she wants to play volleyball for another year whether that's at nebraska or whether that's somebody uh, well now it's whether it's at somewhere else um is, is left to be determined but she's also played six years of college volleyball like it's a lot maybe maybe it's just time to to hang it up and, and like i said or, earlier or maybe she this, has been substitute teaching in exactly like this this move into the transfer portal could be just like hey listen it's it's late in the process late in the summer and maybe we'll just set out throw out some feelers to see how this thing plays out you know if a, if a texas comes calling like and, and it's, it's interesting until camp starts. exactly and that's my point is like there's a, there's a chance where nobody is able to take her because a lot of rosters are filled and, and so this move into the transfer portal as i was kind of thinking about it last night because the news came out pretty pretty late and I was thinking about it last night, like, it's like ten p.m. Yeah, exactly. I got, uh, I saw the email. I was like, "Whoa, this is this is late for a Nebraska news dump." But um, I like, I, I truly feel like maybe this is just a, a chance for her to kind of throw out a feeler to see if any teams are interested because it is so late in the process. And she also has played six years of college volleyball, both at Missouri and now at Nebraska. So there, there's that angle that you can look at it. Also. On the flip side, she's extremely valuable for what we mentioned because she has played six years of college volleyball and, and kind of the, the whole was, mentoring part like you just mentioned. She was an All-American last year. She averaged 1.11 blocks, 2.41 kills, and hit 363. Mm-hmm. Led the team in hitting percentage and was second in blocks and kills per set. If you have a spot open, I don't see how you don't go after her. If well, it's one of those things university. where it's like you're a scholarship. If, if you're full on scholarships, then it's like you know if you're a Texas or a Penn State um or or I mean Kentucky Louisville yeah, any Penn of those State, you lost the middle any of those yeah true any of those uh those powerhouse programs I mean if you if you sit here and your scholarships are full how do you say all right yeah we're going to take this player over this other player that we brought in mm-hmm. like I, I mean like obviously there's going to be situations and it's a cutthroat business um and and I use business as a as an actual word because it is, it, it is a business and uh it, I mean it's cutthroat so do I do we think that we see Kayla Caffey go somewhere? I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I also wouldn't be surprised if we're sitting here midway through the season going, well, Kayla Caffey's not playing, and, and you know that she she's just teaching because I I know I know that she is excited about that. She has been excited about that, mm-hmm. and I think that's been a big a big reason why she's gone maybe back and forth on this decision is because listen, like, do you really want to do another year of school? Like, do you really want to? She's already got her master's. She does, yeah. So it's like, do you already want to figure out a way to um, work substitute teaching around a volleyball schedule for Division One volleyball? Like, do you? Like, it's a lot. And give credit to all the athletes, number one, but obviously to Kayla Caffey for doing it for six years, working through the transfer to Nebraska as well, and becoming a dominant part of this roster. But I also feel like sometimes it's just time to time to move on, and the. 
like I said, this transfer portal, rather than just saying, yeah, I'm going to retire from volleyball, may just have been a, a send a feeler out there. And if a national, I mean, because if you're Kayla Caffey and a national contender comes in, comes calling, do you, how do you say no? Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was taking from it is, is like if Stanford, she might, she, maybe she is done with volleyball, but she just wants to see, you know, is there a chance that I could get one more year somewhere else? If so, maybe she'll take exactly. it. But at the same time, it's so close to camp starting, like, mm-hmm. It would be hard for a university to bring her in, get her ready for classes, get her acclimated, get her set, get her through practices and all that, and be ready for the start of the season. And I'm sure she could do it. She's she's like we said, she's done it for six years. She's and it's not like she's not in shape. She's probably been work she's definitely been working with this team mm-hmm. uh during the soft season. So she's 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 probably ready to go. It's just getting, you know, acclimated to a new team and and, and, and new coaches and a new setting new surrounding yeah well, I, eric texts in he says i went to a few games last year kayla was a freaking rock star out there this is a tough loss anyway you spin it and i'm not saying i'm not saying it's not a tough loss it yeah, is absolutely it is a tough loss i'm just saying that you know if anybody can can rebound from this it's john cook in this volleyball program especially <laughs> i mean you brought in another all-american middle in caitlin horde from penn state so you're you're losing an all-american but you brought in an all-american you've got you know two all-star freshmen who are on your roster uh one of them you know playing another sport i i'm still interested in how I, I'm, I'm intrigued Edelson, as well you know balances yeah. the volleyball basketball thing especially since you know the the first quarter of basketball season is the last half mm-hmm. of volleyball season so i'm interested how she gets through those practices and you know if she plays in, or if she's yeah. got a red shirt in, in both or red shirt in one or however that works. But it's going to be really interesting. And, and no, she, she Kayla Caffey was very important to Nebraska last Absolutely. season. Losing her is a big blow. But I, I believe that this volleyball program, this volleyball team, will be able to withstand this. So Dusty and Claytonia John have a similar point on the uh, the text line, 402-464-5685. They both say something along the lines of, um, Nebraska was a national contender. It would be hard to say no to Nebraska. And I mean, let's just let's just play out a scenario here. Kennedy Orr's interesting because she was the number one player coming out of Minnesota in high school, and then at setter, number one recruit. yeah, number one overall recruit, and she came to Nebraska and had this like sat behind Nicklin Hames, and now Nicklin Hames returns. We'll probably play some back row a little bit, or defensive specialist. We'll see where she where she uh, where she switched to to get Kennedy Orr into this program and, and kind of evolving a little bit. However, so like. <clears throat> excuse me, for, for Kayla Caffey, and you look at that middle blocker, we talked about Becca Alec, we talked about Caitlin Horde, and we talked about Maggie Mendelson. Like, once again, if Kayla Caffey wants to substitute teacher, wants to get a teaching job, something along those lines to where she can use her degree, does she really want, like, we, we talk about roles, I guess, and, and not saying that Kayla Caffey wouldn't want to be a mentor, but if she's ready to begin her career off the floor, would she really want to come back to Nebraska and be a mentor and and have to wait another year to start her career off the floor if that makes sense like not saying that she would she's not that type of person because the conversations that she's been ha- she's had with us at the ticket like she's she's a fantastic person so i don't want to i don't want to get that that wrong idea into into listeners minds mm-hmm. but in, in the thought of all right maybe i pass on nebraska but if a stanford comes calling and i'm going to be able to actually get some decent playing time mm-hmm. or or a, a bigger role at Stanford, which is a national contender, or you know, you can put in any school there. 
maybe that offer is more intriguing and she'd be more willing to put that career off the floor on hold for another season. I mean, maybe she got a job offer to teach somewhere else. Maybe she maybe she got, you know, some type of not not offer like a potential offer to be a teacher next year somewhere else exactly she's thinking maybe i can get a jump on it i Job can go waiting. to yeah. whatever state whatever city this is uh play one more season of volleyball with the local college the local university uh and you know be around be like a substitute for you know whatever school she might be going to and again I, this is not this is not something that i've heard this is just me guessing at some things that could be possible i mean that that's also another possibility is that she has an opportunity for a job in a different state and there's a university there that she could exhaust her final year of eligibility at while getting acclimated to whatever city and state she's going to be living in i mean that's a po- i mean that's it, a talking, possibility talking this late in the process I, that's that's where it kind of puts a twist into things um but i i maybe Obviously, Callie Schwarzenbach followed uh, former Husker coach Tyler Hildebrand to Long Beach State. Uh, maybe we see something similar here to where it's, I mean, they, um, Callie Schwarzenbach's obviously a middle blocker as well. So, I mean, you have that competition f- factor. But if she wants to go somewhere maybe where it's a bigger bigger city, bigger opportunities, um, maybe it's going to be a lower level school like a Long Beach State. But she'll be familiar with some people in that room. So maybe it wouldn't make the transition so late in the process, so late in the summer as difficult because she would know at least two of the people in that room in Tyler Hildebrand and Kelly Schwarzenbach. This is all just guesstimates. We have no idea what's truly, you know, going on inside. Oh, speculation. Only, big time. only, only she knows and we'll find out when she lets us know. But Kayla Caffey, Transferring from the Nebraska volleyball program, leaving them with three middle blockers in grad transfer, Caitlin Horde, and two freshmen in Becca Alec and Maggie Mendelson. That's going to do that for the first segment of one-on-one. Up next, I have a feeling I know what we're going to talk about, but we'll see where the wind takes us. Up next on one-on-one on 93.7 The Ticket.